Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. My name is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, and today we are in Soul Talk. And we have an amazing sister today that uh, she is very, very special. And I'm going to tell you how much special she is. Well, first of all, her name is Christy uh, Bradbury. She is from Australia. She is founder and director and CEO of Crown Your, uh, Your Kingdom Coaching, Master Confidence Coach, Fierce Female Leader, Online of Pro Programs Facilitator, motivational speaker, interviewer, community leader, and mother. Crown Your Freedom community, you can find their information on the, the description on the, on the top, so you can contact her for any questions that you have. And if you have any questions, uh, please uh, share it with us here in the, in, in the message so we can see them and hopefully we can answer them. <laughs> and let us know where you're writing from. Thank you so much, Christy. It is really my pleasure to have you here. We have already uh, uh, amazing people already writing us, uh, from Shanna, Catherine, and I thank you, ladies, for being here. Beautiful sisters. Well, thank you, Monica. Thank you so much for having me here. It's um, it's quite bizarre being on the other end where somebody's actually interviewing me. Um, I run a segment called Sister I See You where I bring on other women so that they can be seen. And um, it's quite confronting when I'm the one being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. It's like when you have to talk about yourself a little bit. Is It is, we've been used to and conditioned not to talk too much about ourselves and that or else you have to control the ego and, and things like that i as an artist they it was very marked on me that kind of stuff but uh but at the same time if we don't talk about ourselves who's gonna get to know us we have yeah. things to say and they're important we can help others and if we don't talk what we can do for others no one is gonna know ever <laughs> who we are exactly and it's one of those things I think you have to continually keep talking about yourself. I mean, here in Australia, we've got that thing called the pop, the tall poppy syndrome where it's actually shunned upon to talk about yourself. And I think that's the breakthrough, breakthrough for women is, you know, we, for so many, you know, generations we've been put into a little box and, you know, told we have to behave and, and that we're not to be too loud. I remember my grandmother used to say, you know, you sit in the corner with your legs closed and you, you know, smile on your face and, you know, it's it's not how it is anymore. Thank God. Thank God we're all breaking that chain. But it's like Brene Brown says, um, courage starts with showing up and letting ourselves be seen, right? And it's so, it's so, so very true, you know, so, so very true. Before we get into it, though, when I was, um, I did a little meditation this morning before we jumped on, and I've had a few messages from my guides and ancestors. Would I be able to share that with everybody? Oh, yes, of course. Wonderful. So the message from my guides and ancestors today is that wisdom is the information stored in your soul rather than the knowledge that you acquire in this lifetime. So that's the first message. The second message is, you were born on purpose. You were born for a purpose to be a bright light in this world. So do what lights you up and you will light up the corners of the world. That's the second message. And then the third message is go beyond your limitations and believe that the impossible is possible because the word itself means I am possible. Wow, mm. those were very, very nice to to hear. And uh, I don't know everybody that is seeing us right now, but at least they were very direct for me. <laughs> and I believe yeah. there were many people too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, it's so wonderful. 
Oh, my goodness. Yes, it's so scary I get to share my story today. It really is. But I, I would love to share how I got catapulted into where I am today. Yes. Tell us about um, who was your last time, um, how was your awakening? In, because I believe we have so many at the same time, but the last one is the one that took us where we are now. Okay. How was your, yeah. how was it for you? Well, I think we all have awakenings in many moments in our life. I mean, anything that we go through really catapults us to where we want to be. But before I sort of start sharing my story, I'd love to share my mission statement. <laughs> I do have it all written out in case I jumble and stumble on my words, but um, I did do all this this morning. So, oh, and it it feels um, I feel I feel nervous, but I feel empowered to share this with everybody. So, my mission is um, that I am here to strengthen the the bonds of divine love and trust within the sisterhood, and um, and I feel so emotional in saying that, but it's one of the things that catapulted me to where I am today and what allowed me and, and made me want to create this um, 21 day course that I've just created is the experience that I had um, in a community of women. <clears throat> so should I just jump straight in and share my story? Yes. <laughs> okay, beautiful. <laughs> so in 2013, I went over to Ubud in Bali and I Oh, hang on, I've got to have a sip of water and take a breath because it's a bit full on for me to go back here. Yeah, my heart is palpitating. I'm actually not one to share many of my misfortunes, to be honest, but I have to because this yeah. is all about breaking through, right? And if I can do anything today, it would be to inspire another wo a woman to just accept where she's been and where she is right now. Yes. Yeah. So in saying that, in 2013, I went over to do a yoga retreat. I was practicing my yoga teacher training. Um, it was an intense course. And I was there with about, it's probably about 100 people at this um, retreat, which was really beautiful. Majority of the people that went were women. And at the time, I had actually just come out of a 10-year relationship which absolutely broke me to the core. Like I was two months away from being married to the man. We'd been together for 10 years. I thought everything was wonderful and, and, and really it wasn't. So I was broken. And, of course, within the yoga um, retreat, we practiced yoga three or four times a day. And, of course, I was having no breaks because then I was going into learning how to become a teacher and all the rest of it. So we did some really deep work. The guys that ran it um, were actually have army backgrounds. So the, the training was quite, it didn't have that feminine, that divine feminine flow. You know, it was quite masculine in the teachings. Beautiful. However, I just, because I was on my own and I braved it, um, I didn't feel I had any support. Now, we had sessions where, women and men would stand up and share parts of their story. And one woman got up and shared, she has uh, lupus, but she shared her story and she started getting criticised by a few people within the group for speaking out, for, for you know, almost like she was being too heard, like she, she talk, she'd, she'd interject when she wanted to share something. She really had things to share. And, you know, it inspired me because I was like, well, I really want to share too. But at the time I was too afraid because I was too broken. Anyway, I ended up standing up for her. So, you know, because I stood up for her, I had a bit of a beacon above my head because, you know, I was defending another sister. Anyway, so throughout the process, I started to, you know, relax and start sharing a bit about myself. But so much stuff came up that I don't even think I was prepared for the stage of healing that I was at. It was just too messy to look at. And, um, oh, God, this has taken me so much guts to say this. Oh. Just give me a moment. Sorry. Don't worry. We're here. It was such an emotional time for me. 
that I was actually feeling quite suicidal. And after a long, deep meditation, I actually hung up a noose and I was going to hang myself and my phone, I had a a contact with the divine and my phone went off and it was this beautiful message. It was like a sound, like a heavenly sound, like a sound of an angel singing. And um, my daughter's name flashed up on my phone. Fortunately, I could see it. So I quickly got down and untied it. And, um, you know, there wasn't much support, but fortunately one of the men that I was training near doing the yoga was actually a qualified therapist. So I ran out in tears and I said to one of the girls, darling, can you please go and get Adrian for me? I'm not coping right now and I need to talk to someone who's qualified and I know that he is. And so she ran off and got him. She kind of asked me what had happened and I said, look, I'm feeling really suicidal. And um, she ran and got him anyway. After sitting with him for three hours and, you know, settling down, everything was okay and, you know, I was just broken. Anyway, about 15 to 20 women throughout that program actually ganged up on me and told me how fucked up I was and how much I needed help. And it was just soul-destroying. It was like, how can women, especially women, who have the innate ability to love and show compassion be so cruel. So this is what's catapulted me to where I am today. I really want to diffuse that fear that women have to be themselves, to shine, to, you know, embrace all of who they are through all of their pain and know no matter what that there are women like me, like you, like Jana, I know she's watching, that are here to diffuse that, that we're here to to show women that it's okay to hurt and it's okay to go through your stuff and there are women out there that will love and support you throughout your journey and allow you to feel safe. And it's funny because you just reposted the post I, I did yesterday. It's like, you know, you have to surround yourself with people who celebrate your wins absolutely celebrate your wins but who also make you feel safe enough to share your pain and your losses as well you know it's so important and if we can if we can just rise above that you know that need to compete and compare and judge I mean look judgment's part of the human nature right we do it in many aspects. We, we can talk ourselves out of it a lot of the time, but we naturally do it, you know, but we don't have to be cruel to one another, you know. Um, I was just going to, one of my questions that I, I write down here, it was to please explain what is sisterhood because I believe that's got lost in the translation. We think a sister is someone that is just blood related or uh, but but at the same time that doesn't have to do anything what is the real sisterhood it is. And right now is so much needed in all around the world. Mothers compete with their their daughters or or competition between uh, females. And I'm talking about, mother and daughter or sisters or things like that blood related and the loneliness at the same time when we're going into this great transformation in the world in our femininity for all of us and we if we don't have the basis of what is sisterhood then we're not going to get anywhere we're not going to make that big change in the world so please can you tell us with your words what is my definition of sisterhood so my definition of sisterhood is is truly that we are all the divine feminine 
We are collectively, all together, we are the divine feminine. We are the essence of the divine feminine. And if we all just touch into a little bit of that divine essence within ourselves, we can be that to other people. Right. So it's it's it, it, like healing starts. Healing starts with us. It starts with yourself. Right. If you can heal yourself, you can heal the world. Right. And and that was the other part of of that yoga retreat. By the end of it, you know, I, I have this thing where I've, I've really been talking to, you know, the universe. I'll call it the universe or God or whatever you want to call it. But part of that is is it's an inspirational quote from good old um Wayne Dyer and it says become independent of the good opinion of others you know and when I was at that yoga retreat at the last day we had a ceremony where we were to write down something that we wanted to release and something that we wanted to bring into our life and I'd written something down and when I got to the fire I stood in front of all of the people the whole hundred people and I said I've written something down, but now I'm here at the fire. I don't know that what I've written is what I really want. What I really want to do is love myself so fiercely that I don't need to worry whether or not somebody else loves me, that I can meet unconditional love for myself in my heart fully and completely. And I ended up quickly jotting that down and I burnt that in the fire. And again, I got laughed at. But the truth is it is life, life, journey is about discovering who we are ourselves and being comfortable in that of what we already are and I think when when we tap into that that's where sisterhood comes together you know we're here we're here as the the example of the divine feminine here on earth that's what we're here to do you know and and that's what I fiercely want to inspire women to do and be is tapping into that divine feminine within themselves so that we can create this love on the planet rather than this animosity and the need to judge. And, I mean, look, half of it's not our fault. Half of it's not our fault. It's it's society. It's, it's like we're living in a man's world. Well, you know, let's be like Beyonce and who runs the world, girls. Like let's start by, you know, we might not be politicians or in, you know, high places where we make major decisions. I mean, some women are, but not enough, right? And I think if we can, yeah, if we can just bring ourselves back to ourselves and just diffuse within us. So every time we think something negative about another woman, you know, like a perfect example, I I was interviewing one of the sisters and she was saying that she went to the gym and she was looking to the looking at this woman next to her who had this pristine, beautiful body. And she was quite intimidated by it. And her thoughts, her internal thoughts were, fuck, she looks really good, you know, sexy bitch, you know. And we were able to kind of have a chat about, well, what about reframing the way that you're thinking about this other woman? So my example to her was, So rather than looking at her and feeling envious that she's got a beautiful body, why not look at her and think, wow, what a gorgeous woman. Look at how she's putting herself in a position where she's taking care of herself. And look who's right next to her, me. Like this woman was right next to her. I said, so give yourself a pat on the back because you're doing the exact same thing, the woman with the body that you think is better than hers, you're doing the same thing. And not only that, she have created, uh, both of them have created the body that they have because we are, cre- this is our creation. Whatever it is, it is our creation. With all our limitations, with all our fears, with all our successes, it is, we created this. And we can ask directly to the women that has that amazing body, like, what are your thoughts about? how you created that body how you created because obviously fears and a lot of even deeper even deeper you could ask them how do you feel about your body and I can guarantee that a lot of them that that take the time to work out and eat healthy and look after themselves have a, a good opinion of their body whereas a woman that's in comparison to another woman is often that she's you know, she's self-criticizing. She's telling herself horrible things about herself. She's poisoning her own mind, you know, with 
negative thoughts. And we can forget that a lot of where we carry our weight is in our stomach and that goes with our fears. So the other one is running with less fears or at least not the same fears that you are <laughs> because this is the body you're creating. Exactly. And as you know, as we get older, you think that when you think that when you're young, you can't wait to be older so that you don't worry about things, but you actually worry about more things when you're older than you do when you're younger, right? So that's why often we find in before we turn 30, especially, you know, our bodies are pristine. They're in great health because we generally just, we're not really, we don't really care that much. We're just kind of doing our thing, you know, and then it kind of, you get to 30 and it's like you have this little epiphany that you've got to grow up, you yes. know? And, and I think that and after you get after your menopause that and you become a grandma, that's when your life shifts again. That's why the ancient Mayas and, and, and all the American Indians and so forth, the 52 for a, a woman, it is actually a very important year because the way we observe actually life is very different than 10 years ago. Very, very different. Because it's more of an internal understanding than an external understanding, right? And we get out of the survival and a lot of the competition that is also left off. And why? Because we are not. We know we are not going to look ever like a twenty-year-old, and we don't want to look like a twenty-year-old anymore. Right. You know, we're already in the process of. I see my grandkids once in a while, that having to raise my little ones. We are. It's a different mentality completely. That's right. That's right. It's accepting where you're at on your journey, isn't it? And that's what's beautiful too. I mean, there's there's ebbs and flows with every season that we're in in our life, and um, you know that's the other thing too. I, I really think that age is no limit. It doesn't matter if you're a beautiful young woman or a beautiful uh, older woman. It doesn't matter. It's it, it is really about your mindset and your heart and and your understanding about yourself. You know, which brings me to my course. So the course that I've just created is a 21-day self-transformation program. It's an audio. Um, I've put so much love and, and time into it. And, you know, if, you, if I went back about three years ago, I would have done more of a boot camp style, um, you know, a pushy kind of boot camp style where I was bossing people around. And I've, I've really softened and um, my, my program is nothing like that. It's really gentle and really soft. I've taken into account that women are very busy. Um, so my audios are anywhere from one minute to maybe five, um, depending on how deep we're going and what the exercise is. But they're just gentle little self-love prompts or prompts daily so that women can just take back their own space and their own time to be with themselves, to be able to connect with that divine feminine within inside themselves so they can be a great sister, you know, to themselves, their own cheerleader and the cheerleader of other women. So um, I'm very proud of my course. Um, it's my very first one and um, it's, taken, it's taken a lot of balls to get here, you know. It's taken a lot of courage to be able to, promote it and you know accept that it's not perfect like there are probably a little little bits of my audio that that have a couple of bumps where I've repeated a word but I'm okay with it not being perfect and that was all part of it for me this course has been a real growth um a growth thing for me as well um and when do you start it so it's an open course. It's actually live already. So anyone who wants to purchase it, it's only $99. And I've done that because, um, as you know, Sydney, particularly my area, we're in um, a red hot lockdown. We've been in lockdown for, God, it's eight weeks. And we've still probably got another month or possibly two to go, depending on the numbers of the COVID in, in New South Wales. Um, so I wanted to make it extremely affordable. I mean, you can't even get a beautiful massage for that. Not that any of us can get a massage at the moment because we can't leave our houses and most of the, the shops have shut. So, um, yeah, I've made it really affordable so women can do that. And it's just I know how busy it is. I'm a mum of two. I have a 20-year-old and I have a five-year-old son who I homeschool every single day. And, you know, I'm limited on time, but I find that if I wake up just that little bit earlier and I focus on me, I'm better for everybody else. 
you know, that surrounds me and my family. And I've got to be good at the moment because we're we're in a, a lockdown. I feel like I'm in prison in my own home. <laughs> yeah. well, positive things about the lockdown that I have learned since the 2020, uh, I am in the United States, it was that there was, we didn't have, we couldn't go out, so we have to go in. Yeah. And uh, and we have I have learned many things actually it was great. Now it's hard for me to wanted to go out even if I could. Now that actually I can right now, I just don't go out. I I find more fun being inside <laughs> than outside. Yeah. It's been a beautiful. It's it's been a really beautiful lesson for me too. I mean, of course, I'm. I would say I'm an extrovert, so I. I'm one of those people that can walk into a room and light it up, right? And and I'm finding that I'm restricted in that department because I can't go anywhere and do that. But then, thank God, there's this beautiful online space and I hope that I can still do that just by being online and showing up. Um, gosh, I'm feeling so much better after being able to share that really heavy burden. It's the very first time I've come out publicly and um, and mentioned how how distraught I was in that moment so I really honor you and thank you for allowing me to feel safe enough to share that and I knew that this morning when I got my messages that I was okay to share it and just allow to whatever it is to come up to just come up um you know and uh, I hope yeah. And I believe it's very important to we share our story that when people ask me why you're sharing all your your traumas or your things that you have passed it's like maybe i'm not calling you specifically but i'm calling the people that have uh, passed through the same thing and are passing right now through the same thing and they have crossed to their minds probably suicidal probably or they're getting beaten or they're living a miserable life or they don't know how to change it and that's the call for them and when we are vulnerable and we're open about all our issues or, or the things that we have passed through, and now where we are, it's because we already passed it. So it is easy for us to actually help them out. So I'm very, very thankful that you're doing this and being vulnerable and putting yourself vulnerable. So like that, you are giving that call to all the, all the women that are actually looking for someone like you. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that the truth, though? You know, sharing sharing just positive things all the time, or empowering things all the time. And I know that I'm I know that I'm a fierce woman. I know I'm powerful, um, but I also want to soften so that I don't come across as intimidating. And that's I think that's been a lot of my problem for a long time is that the the fear of allowing myself to truly be seen was very frightening. It was extremely frightening for me to to do that because I I guess you always want somebody to see you in a particular light, right? But just like everybody else, I go through my things too, you know, and it's not, and that's the other thing too. I mean, we're talking 2013 is when I had this experience with, with women kind of making me feel like I couldn't share, that what I had to share wasn't important or that I wasn't valued within my healing process. It was very awful. You know, it was, it was a really awful experience. And I would never, personally, I would never want another woman to feel the way that I felt when I was going through what I would call one of the hardest times in my life. And there's many more stories, let me tell you. There are so many more stories where I have overcome things. You know, and sometimes people say time heals all wounds. Well, that works for some people. Other people like to go on an inner healing journey. That works for them. Some people like to just, you know, change their mindset. Like one of my little quotes is, if you don't like your life, change it. And if you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Now, it's quite powerful. It's a powerful statement. Yes, it is. Yeah. But not everybody can do that. You know what I mean? Not everybody can just go, I don't like my life. I'm going to change it you know, or I'm going to change the way I think about it, not without work, but some people don't, don't they work don't, with that. 
sometimes they just need that gentleness. They need to they need to have a one-on-one with me and have a conversation about what they're going through and allow me to love them through them just expressing themselves. Like that could be another thing too, you know. Or get guidance because many people, they do want to change it, but they don't know they can or they're too afraid to do it unless they get the support in any kind. Women, we tend to look for, and I've been dealing this with many of my clients, that they're still looking for that charming armor and the white horse coming and rescue them. And it's like, do you really believe that you are less powerful, that you can come and rescue yourself? You're still waiting for that amazing guy that is going to come with her in the white horse and, and pick you up. Because right, you're already whole. You're already whole without a partner. You don't need a partner to make you whole. And it's funny. I just did a post on that yesterday in my in my group. Yes. So and and that's why that's why they don't want to change because they're looking for someone to rescue them because that's the promise of the little girls from Walt Disney. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I read a I read a little quote the other day, and I wanted to share that too because it's something that really touched my heart. Um, I was abandoned as a child by my father, and um, let me just let me think about this so I got the words perfectly. So it said that um, children who are abandoned grow up. Children who are abandoned grow up to uh, love the ones whom abandoned them. And I think that in itself is such a beautiful thing, don't you think? Like for, for a child to be abandoned, which is so much pain and hurt, grows up to have this overpowering um, need to love others, you know, and I believe that that's part of, you know, what makes me up as a person is being abandoned by my father. I mean, I still talk to him, not very often, but, and I love my dad. There's no like love lost there. It's just that my ability to love him is easy and breezy, but his ability to show me that love back is hard for him. And that's his story. You know, and over over my healing journey, I've learned to dissociate myself with that and be in that frame of forgiveness and an understanding just to accept my dad for who he is and love him anyway. You know, and I think that can go kind of across all boards. It's like there's a part of us that is triggered by abandonment by anyone, whether it's just being heard um, or seen by another person while you're going through something. But then when they've dealt with that kind of pain internally, it, it, brings out this force of extra love to be able to move you into a a place where you can actually love and appreciate other people as well as yourself and forgive forgive the ones that have hurt you and kind of move forward from that and how how we see is for you to don't get attached to someone like a, a terrible relationship because you were abandoned you had the abandon issue when you were a kid that you already separated but many people haven't superate that that part of abandon issue, and when they are in a terrible relationship, they can abandon that relationship or get a divorce from that relationship because they had the abandon issue when they were little ones. How do you uh, handle? How you overcome that because you already did. Okay, so to be honest with you, being abandoned as a child over the work that I've done within myself has made me realize that the only person as I grew, the only person I was ever abandoning was myself, right? So I think that's it. That's the trick is to understand that even though you have been abandoned, right, it doesn't, don't allow it to give you permission to abandon yourself. You know, like embrace yourself, like, totally love the shit out of yourself you know what I mean like you just gotta get in there and love all parts of you you know whether they're perfect or not perfect whether they're light or dark 
you just can't abandon yourself. You just got to keep coming back to that, becoming your own cheerleader, loving on yourself. And I really believe that when you do that, and this has been my experience, that you actually energetically just bring in that support um, to feel that love for yourself, but also from other people. Like I am in the most phenomenal relationship right now. I have a king that puts me you know, on a pedestal and he just loves the shit out of me because I love myself, you know. I mean, he was talking to my son the other day. (laughs) That was just the most beautiful thing. My son went to give daddy something before mummy and dad said, no, 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 you always give, you always look after the queen more than the king. Like you always look after mummy more than daddy. And I thought, isn't that just beautiful that he's made we're raising a new a new little guy, a new little gentleman that's going to appreciate the value of a woman, you know. I just thought it was just so, so beautiful. But I think that's all come from learning to not abandon myself. And in moments, I'm not perfect, I'm only human. In moments, I do abandon myself, but with the work that I do every day, and it's short and sweet, you know, I'll do a little five-minute meditation just to ground back into myself, just to remember and remind myself that I'm valuable and that I'm here and that I'm meant to be here. I was born on purpose for a purpose, you know. So, um, and that's just to be myself. It's not, it's not to try and figure out, you know, what my purpose is and what I'm supposed to be doing in life. It's just the sheer fact that I exist because I was born on purpose and I'm here to just be a, a beacon of light and light up the corners of the world, just like every other human being on the planet was born to do. Yes, I, I do agree with this one because every time uh, we all are in the path of healing ourselves. I don't, I have not met anyone, and like one of the, the examples I always use, even the Dalai Lama has to still work with some things. Because if he's still in this plane, he's still working with him. There's some issues, I don't know which ones the Dalai Lama has to work with, but we all have to work with, with our issues. That's part of the condition of human beings, letting go whatever we we have to go when people tell me, and that's something that I noticed too much in the, in the even in the community of spiritual community, mm-hmm. that if you're perfect, or that's how people see us, if you're already um, a, a spiritual leader or a healer or practitioner or whatever, you can't get mad or sad or have any any of your moments, and that's a big lie. <laughs> Because we're still humans, <laughs> we're still in the in our process of healing and uh, and continue expanding. Am well, I-, I believe we all we all came from enlightenment, right? Yeah. But we've come here. We chose to come here as human beings and be human, you know, to experience the ups and downs, so that we can really remember, like my my ancestors and guides said this morning, that the you know you've got to connect to. Um, your soul's knowledge, like your soul already knows that you are everything, right? You know, you're already everything. When when you're born, you're already everything you're trying to become. We just, as humans, we we think we've got to try and figure something something out, but really we've just got to be what we are. Yes. No, it uncomplicates things, you know, and I think, you know, we get to be enlightened again when we've moved on. And I know. you know, another part of why I created the course is life is too short. I just lost, my, my daughter just lost her father in May last year and um, what the year before, so 2020, yeah, so last year. Yeah, and, you know, and he was 46 when he passed away, you know, 46. It, it's just, you know, I, I feel like, ah, oh, the poor thing didn't have enough time to break through that barrier of loving himself right but I don't know it just it just happened the way it happened and you know life's too short to not just be yourself you just have to be and I think you know happiness within creates health you know creates everything it's yeah yes and uh, there's and everything happened for a reason everything is a lesson at the same time Uh, for now for her and uh, and obviously if he was for him 
I wanted to ask you in your in your class that you're going to be having uh, shift and shine for 21 days. What are the techniques that you're using? Well, there's a whole heap of techniques. So basically, um, I've broken it into three week segments. So in week one, it's all about connecting to your body and really learning to listen to your body, your physical body. Um, but deep, really deep, like not just worrying about your muscles and the outside and your skin and everything's going in deep and um, working on, you know, really tapping into all of your organs, you know, and going deep because obviously we live our lives, we can't see what's on the inside, you know, so it's beautiful. So the first week is all about connecting to the body and understanding it and really listening to it. It's very gentle, but it's beautiful. And then in week two is all about your mindset. So we dive a bit deeper and we go into a, you know, some maybe childhood wounding and um, some generational patterns and things like that. So it's it's diving a little deeper, but it is gentle and there's some there's some real fun in there too so there's a couple of bits and pieces where you kind of go oh is that all I have to do today have a bit of fun so um there's that so that's week two and then week three is really unleashing the queen within so it's you know and I've called it it's crown your queendom you know we we've got enough kingdoms around here we need some queendoms and and I believe we all have our own our own world is our queendom right as women we have we live in our own queendom and our world and the people within our environment are you know in our queendom so um yeah unleashing the queen within is all about really loving on yourself So we start with the body, we go through shifting a few things with your mindset, some forgiveness stuff in there, and then when we get to the end, it's about unleashing the queen within. It's about really embracing who you are as a woman, whoever that is or whatever that wants to look like for you, and bringing it out into the world, being that in your own world every day. Hmm. That is beautiful and so needed, so, so needed by many of us. I remember I I took a, a, a class in New Zealand uh, from one of my teachers and it was basically to do meditation and to listen to our organs, the heart, the lungs, the liver, etc. And it was so, so healing and so, so profound. I used to have lupus. So I, I heal myself. But yes. yes. So yes, That's it was Wow, you're incredible. That's beautiful. And so how did you heal that? Just well, like... if I keep to, I build, I'm a true believer that all this, uh, the sickness we provoke in ourselves in certain levels. And lupus, what it is, is a bottom of auto-destruction. That uh, I did not have the guts to actually um, grab a gun and actually shot me. So I created a sickness that it was going to destruct me slowly. And it was going to... Um, harm my 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 main my main organs until I died. That's lupus. So what I I did when I realized what I was doing after ten years of battling and you know medicines, doctors, a bunch of things, uh, treatments and so forth, I realized that I have created that in me. So I have to uncreate it. Because in the moment you realize that you are you created a sickness like that or cancer or whatever sickness that you you get and you understand why you did that then you can say okay I forgive myself and I need to remove that program that I actually installed on myself and yes that's what I did and I just reverse everything it took me three or four years to reverse everything and now I don't take any medicines and I haven't had any flare up after that but yes it is The healing process, it can be as painful or as softly as we desire. Exactly. It's totally our choice. I do believe that. Totally, I do believe that. I mean, one of my biggest fears was probably getting trapped in the healing loop. Um, healing too much, you know, like trying to trying to figure too much out, you know, and... and When we go, when we go, look, I don't disagree that we have to go and have a look on the inside. I just don't believe that we have to get stuck there 
and create the pain. Like you say, it can, healing can be as heavy or as gentle as you choose it to be, you know. And I really do believe that when you hear the right person or you resonate with that person that you do believe that's going to help you shift through that in whatever way it is possible, then, you know, that's who you've got to reach out to at the time. I mean, I've, I was like that with Jana. She just emanates this beautiful divine feminine energy and I was so drawn to her at that particular time in my life because I really was going through um I was fierce in my in my masculine you know and I I needed somebody to gently guide me into allowing that breakthrough in a really soft and subtle way yeah and I have I've worked with lots of people you know lots of different types of people but the biggest work you do is always the work you do on yourself, definitely. Yeah. Yes, that's why I I know there are many healers around the world, but at the same time, it is very important what you do. Teach them how to do their own medicine. Because or else we go back always to the same issue. Unless you teach them how to do their own medicine. They well, that's to- another thing too. You, as a healer, um, as a leader as a, a way shower or a change maker, you, it, as I'm just a human, I can't take on too much stuff. And I might, yeah, I definitely want to empower women to be able to do it for themselves. A hundred percent. I mean, it's not on me, you know, I can't, I could sit there and tell someone till they're blue in the face, how wonderful and remarkable they are. But if they don't believe me, it's not going to change anything. You know, that starts with them. They have to believe it themselves, but I do have the doors that I know I can point them towards so that they can walk through it and have that transformation themselves, which is why I've created the course. And look, it's just my first course. It's very easy. It's very breezy and simple and easy to do. Um, it does ignite that transformation. You make your, you set your own intention. The court, like I said, the course is open. It's not like, okay, it's starting on this date and it finishes this date. It's open. So as soon as you purchase it, you do, you commit to when you're going to do your 21 days and you go through it day by day and just, you know, implement the the little suggestions that I make if you want to. You don't have to if you don't want to, you know. Um, but it will create that ability to transform, you know, that that intention that you put out there before you start the course. And uh, do they have extra support in your group or if they need extra support or you have a group for that or how they are? So I've created a beautiful um, Facebook group that's private just to the people that join into the course. Um, It's a way that they can communicate with me. I do not accountability coaching at all. It's like I said, there's no pressure that they have to do anything, but I definitely show up and I'm definitely in their corner the whole way through their process. Um, and, And yes, of course, if they need me, they can reach out to me. I do um, sometimes just check in with a few. I've, I've, um, you know, I've only just launched, but I'm, I'm blessed enough to have had eight women join so far. So yeah, they get their private little messages to see how they're going and just give them a little bit of extra love. Um, so yeah. How do you see yourself in five years? Oh. oh, how do I see myself in five years? I just see myself reaching out and, you know, touching the hearts of every woman on the planet. <laughs> well, that's my that's my hope anyway. My hope is to um, love and inspire women, bring them together and, and create that unity in the sisterhood, definitely. Um, where do I see myself in five years? Well, I did say I'm, I'm a, before I started, I was talking to one of my mentors and I said, I'm so afraid to start because what if I get really, really busy? Like I can see myself like Oprah Winfrey. So I don't know if that's going to happen in five years, but you never know. Never know. I'm going to leave that up to the divine, I guess. Um, But it's just to continue to be an example of unconditional love for myself and other women and hopefully that creates some change. So, um, you know, where do I see myself in five years? I do see myself in that beautiful I do a, um, a womb healing quite regularly and, and I've got a, a womb space that I go to and um, one of it is a visual of, of my forever home and um, it's on the water. So, yes, I do see myself there. I've got my own little uh, recording room there with, with all the sound, you know, stuff 
I've got the sound things around me. And, yeah, so I do see myself there in five years, definitely. That's something I do claim and, and, and see for myself is, is living in that beautiful forever home with my beautiful, divine, gorgeous family. Yeah, still, still doing what I'm doing and helping women. Not many people, when I ask that same question, how do you see yourself in five years or ten years actually seeing themselves in five years and ten years that successful living in that whatever place they, they are imagining and living the life that actually they want? Not many people actually have that vision. And I believe that it's very important to have that vision. It's like having the... I, I always make this joke about Dorothy and the, from the Wizard of Oz go to Emerald City because she knew where she wanted to go. <laughs> and, exactly. And if we don't know where we want to go, we're not going to get anywhere. So it is important to have that vision. What do we want? Yeah. Yeah. And I know that I know with my vision it's created by doing what I'm passionate about, which is, you know, and I wouldn't say helping. I just want to inspire women. I just want to inspire them that I, you know, I'm not responsible for anyone's healing. They're responsible for that themselves. But I just really want to inspire women to, yeah, just be all that they can possibly be because they're all, I just love women so much. They're just also remarkable. I think, you know, every woman's got a beautiful story and whoever comes into my arena, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to be the woman that doesn't shun you, the woman that doesn't judge you, the woman that does not um, abandon you. Yeah, and I get emotional when I say that. I never want a woman in my presence to feel abandoned. I want her to feel that divine love um, and that that trust in sisterhood, you know. I want to I recreate that. I want to bring it back to the world so that we can all be marvellous and, yeah, just make this a better place, you know, light up all the corners of the world. And that is very important right now in this time. It is, and this awakening and with these energies that we are receiving right now, I feel there is a loneliness, a massive loneliness, and at least in all the star seats or light workers or whatever you want to call us, because there's that division and separation. And it is, and it is, it is painful. And it is good to know that they're always oasis like you. <laughs> and same same to you, sweetheart. Same to you. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's beautiful. I mean, we all connect because we are all doing the same thing, Monica. You and I are two of those women that are that are changing that the way for women, you know. It's beautiful. Yeah. I honor you. Thank you so much for having me here today. Honestly, it's been really beautiful to share. No, thank you so much. And thank you for creating that program, that it is important, that it is for sisterhood. And I I hope uh, you're seeing this in the replay, just hashtag replay, and go and check it out. Do the registrations are in the, in the description of this video. So like that, you can connect and you can buy it directly. It is not expensive. It is really a, a affordable price is in uh australian dollars or it US dollars? So for, for all the uk uh, all the all the uk and the us girls it is it's remarkably affordable um it's 99 australian dollars um and i believe that's only what around about 70 dollars for you guys yes yeah, so something like that so i mean it's look like i said you can't even get a massage for that and um you know, there's no pressure to buy, but yeah, I really do believe that, um, you know, whoever joins it's, it's for them, you know, it's been written for them. I mean, it, I, I wrote it for myself because I, I needed to shift my energy. You know, I know that I had the ability to shine and I was like, oh, I'm so stuck. I'm trapped at home and oh God, what am I going to do? So, um, I thought, well, why not share it with everybody else? Why not? And inspire them to do the same thing. Shift whatever they need to and shine as bright as they possibly can. And ladies, be sisters. Be real sisters and stop the competition and stop the separation. We actually need each other. It is it is important to get out of the competition and the envies and all those kind of stuff that is only going to get us stuck. 
and if we really we really always need each other and uh, and the best way to be with each other is to love and compassion the judgments only separate us from each other we have several comments like from Catherine that she's in Australia uh, my diamond lotus heart is smiling listening to both of you <laughs> thank you Catherine and Ahmed I hope I'm saying it right thank you so much for this for this video and she also says uh, good life to all the happiness I send you more positive energy to all <coughs> and she also said Ahmed Life is a, a great school. We always learning just to be staying positive and continue and continue the way. Catherine says, I think of the words, hello darkness, my old friend. I come to sit uh, with again, open up to the darkness with a, a little the, uh, the light shining. Debbie Riddle, uh, amazingly cruel people in that retreat. I agree. It, it was a yoga retreat with a horrible people <laughs> because it's like come on really <laughs> like and it's supposed to be people in yoga at least more in content in meditation and things like that it was but to be honest just to touch on that the way that the women treated me wasn't it, it actually wasn't um about me it was about them and that's that that's the thing that I've been able to understand as I've moved through my own pain is that it really never was about me, you know. I mean, they saw me and, look, I'm not going to lie, I'm a very beautiful woman. I'm gorgeous to look at, right, and I often get judged by that and it doesn't, this, the way I look on the outside, I mean, it's 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 just a snippet to the beauty that's on the inside, let me tell you. So, you know, and that that's something I have to say is that those women were very nasty but they it's because they were abandoning themselves. You know, and I was just there. I was just a mirror for how shitty they felt about themselves. So, you know, I've let that go. I've moved past that. But um, it was a it was a terrible experience because all I needed was to be loved just because I look a certain way, um, or I look like I'm possibly not afraid to share who I am because I'm quite open and and vivacious, um, as a person, um, and I think that from the other woman standing up from the other woman, they probably thought, well, she's not going through anything. She knows how to stand up for other people. What do you mean she's in pain? And it, I was, yeah, I was in so much pain. I couldn't even express myself, you know? Yeah. But um, look, I forgive all those ladies, you know, they didn't mean to do yeah, anything wrong to me. Every time you're judging someone or you're being judged by someone, it's, it's, an image of, uh, it's an image of themselves. It's not actually the person that you're judging. That's something that you guys uh, and everybody should remember, uh, seeing right now or later on, that if you're judging some, somebody, in reality, you're judging yourself. So, you so like look at what it is that you're judging. I think that's the key, is to look at it Look at what it is that you're, you're condemning in another person mm -hmm. so that you can actually look at that within yourself, you know. And it's just a glimpse. You don't have to worry about it too much. You can just go, ooh, you know, I'm just going to do a little check in there. Yes. What, am I, what am I judging for and what is it about myself? Where am I abandoning myself right now? Where can I come back to me? Where can I love myself just that little bit more so that I can diffuse that judgment about the other person. I agree with you. Shanna says, this is going to be nourishing session for, for all who tune in. Love you both, sisters. Oh, love you too, Shanna. <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody. Uh, I've um, met all my congratulations and wishes to both of you, Catherine and Monica. Thank you so much. And uh, do you have something else that you would like to add? No, just thank you so much for having me here today. Thank you for honoring me and letting me be seen and heard, um, allowing me to have a little breakdown of my little breakthrough, being able to talk um, about myself. It's It was quite challenging and I got through it. So, um, you know, and that's because of your sisterhood and your love that's helped me get through. You made me feel calm and relaxed. And, um, yeah, I honor you. I love you. You're such a beautiful being. Thank you. 
Thank you for everything. And uh, for everybody else, and the next Sunday, I'm going to be having um, in the Heart of the Artist talk at uh, Sunday 22 at 6 p.m. I have Benjamin Varela. He's a muralist. He's a painter and professor and curator. That's at 6 p.m. Central Time. And in Soul Talk, the next Monday, I'm going to have, um, oh, my God, Laron G. Smith. And he is a hypnotherapist, energy healer, and a spiritual coach. And I'm having a solo art exhibit on the 1st of September in my area in the Cimarron Country Club from 7 to 9. And uh, remember, this podcast survives by by your donation, guys. So I'm going to put the link on the PayPal for you can make your donations if you like. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. And thank you so much, Christy. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, sister. And I will be there. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioroflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.